is the Flex Network. <laughs> this is the Flex Network. Flex on them. Flex on everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Flex Network. I'm your host, Flex Shane. You can follow me on Twitter at the Flex Network One. Today, I'm joined by. It seems like a reoccurring guest, maybe one of the new Flex Network members. You guys know him as Brandon Adam. I know him on Twitter as Brandon D Adam nineteen. Brandon, what's going on, brother? Oh, I'm just so fired up for fantasy football. Football is almost upon us, Shane. I can't wait. Oh, dude, is is this not like the most exciting time of year? Like it, we're we're both degenerates, and rookie season always seems fun, but uh, training camps. This is what it's. This is when the action happens, man. I know it. I'm so fired up. We got a lot to talk about. We do have a lot to talk about. So just in general, we're recording this August 1st, which means we have about a week of training camp information now. And there are a lot of interesting storylines floating around. I mean, look, um, in the world of, of the NFL news, I think the whole Aaron Rodgers saga, I would say it's, it's pretty much played itself out. So I'm not going to belabor that point. But uh just in general, like, what do you think? Did, were you on pro Aaron Rodgers sticking around, or do you think he was gone? I think what I called was, I think he moves on to one more year. Um, yep. I think he's going to be fed up here. Pretty, I think he's pretty fed up. It's It was pretty obvious with that press conference he did. Oh, yeah, um, it, I think he's pretty – I don't think that gets smoothed over very well, and I think he – manipulated his way into having almost a one-year contract and probably getting his way out of the green bay in the next probably next year man just here's the thing right like and this this is just so frustrating to me right like as a patriots fan um it was sad to see tom brady leave but i was i was cheering for him i was happy for him um when he went to tampa and i, I want i legitimately wanted him to do well i think a lot of patriots fans were like that um but you look at what tampa did and they kind of just put their hands back and said all right tom what, what do we want here? What do we want to do here? And he came in, he recruited his buddy AB and look, he's had, he's had a voice in, in the player personnel and yeah. it's, it's clearly made a difference, right? You know, there's, there's a, a positive vibe in that locker room, man. Like friggin', um, playoff Lenny Lombardi, Lenny, like this is all part of the Tom Brady way. And so I think all Aaron Rodgers was basically saying is like, look, you want me to to be a part of this franchise. I'm more than just a, a player at this point. You know, I am the face of the franchise. I've been the face of the franchise for 17 years now. So let me have some influence. And clearly, Guttenheist basically said, fuck that. Sorry, Aaron. Just, you know, know your role. And it's it's frustrating. You can't treat your star quarterback like a regular employee. You just no. can't. No, absolutely. Like, man, it's just... You know, and, and the funny thing is about these organizations, like sports in general versus, say, like the corporate world, like typically the CEO of a company, he will make the most money in the company, right? That just makes sense. Whereas like Aaron Rodgers makes more than probably the whole coaching staff combined, you know, and yet he has zero influence in it. It was it was Bill Parcells that said, look, if you want me to cook the meal, let me go out and shop for the groceries. I, I think that's all Aaron's asking for. I Or just a little bit of input goes a long way, man. Oh, clearly, because because guess what? Had he had some influence, and had they not botched the draft completely last year, I mean, shit, could we have said that they could have been in the playoffs? Uh, like, mm-hmm. like, like, sorry, in the Super Bowl, legitimately, right? Yeah. So, anyways, I don't want to belabor it. I think that's yep. just uh, you know that's enough of that. The major news. That's the major news. But um, so, what are some of your favorite headlines so far 
coming out of, out of these training camps? So far, mine has to be my guy, Rondell Moore. Um, yes. he, I've been banging the table all summer long for this guy, and I've been belittled. I've been yelled at. I've been major pushback <laughs> on Rondell Moore, and yes. I am saying it, and I've been saying it. He is going to be the man in the next two years for the Cardinals in, in Dynasty. This is your buy time. This is the cheapest you're going to get them. And I hope you understand once Kyler, once Kyler feels that speed, what he can do in space, he's going to be looking for it on those easy passes out in the out in bubble screens and all that. He's just, it's going to be making it easy offense for him. Uh, so the news at a training camp is that the cards want to run a lot of 10 personnel, mm-hmm. which basically means you got chase Edmonds and then you have four wide receivers on the field, which which makes sense. I mean, look, I was I was kind of a pro Christian Kirk kind of guy, but I was I was huge on the Andy Isabella hype train. I mean, mm-hmm. let's let's call it that one's dead. Yeah. But you, you got you got D Hop, you've got Christian Kirk probably as the four, right? And then Rondell Moore easily as probably would you say that the two or the three? I'm offense. so I, in my honest opinion, early in the season, it's going to be AJ Green is the number two. Um, we'll see how long that lasts. Um, he's been having very good reviews in camp. He looks great. Uh, maybe that Arizona desert keeps him healthy. Who knows? But if he can stay healthy, he's a real stud and you can get him for pretty much nothing in drafts. Um, but I am more of a pessimist with AJ and his health. I think the minute he has any issues, Rondell Moore is going to get fed. And once that moment happens, they can't turn him back because he's just going to eat. And you can't guard the kid with one player. You just can't. And I think they're figuring that out in training camp. He's been burning single coverage all camp. Well, let's get into that a little bit. Let's talk about just in general, these wide receivers, these rookie wide receivers. I mean, mm-hmm. um, obviously, Jamar Chase was number one. And, and all reports so far is that him and Joe Poro pretty much back to form. Of, of two years ago with LSU. Oof. Then, of course, there's Devonta Smith, who is on the field as the one. Um, I, I think there's no question after going 10 overall in the draft that he was going to be the wide receiver one on that team. But then you get that next little pocket of wide receivers. You've got your Rondell Moore, Elijah Moore, Rashad Bateman, and Terrace Marshall. I mean, these were all mm-hmm. guys that we loved, um, particularly pre-draft, you know, when you yep. don't really know what's happening. But um, Rondell Moore ends up in Arizona. Uh, he is doing what we thought he was going to do. We think, I, I agree with you, that he's going to pretty much, after a couple of weeks, you know, he's still a rookie, give him a little bit of time, but he's going to become the two in that offense, I think pretty consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, Elijah Moore, ugh, man, I don't know. Maybe it's just a dynasty um, degenerate coming out of me, but is it crazy to say that he's going to be the one by, say, October in that offense mm-hmm. over Corey Davis, or are we just not giving Corey Davis enough credit? Absolutely not. I think you're right on the money. Um, I think Corey Davis is just a guy that mm-hmm. is a big guy. Um, but when you see Elijah Moore in that offense, you can already tell that he's adding juice to it. And he, they're going downfield with him already. And Zach Wilson has that talented arm of his, man. And I think he, yeah. he was, he's willing to release it and release it deep and let it go. And if that happens, Elijah Moore is the guy. He, I mean, he runs four three. Oh, he can God. do any. He can run any route. He, I mean, AJ Brown has vouched for this guy, like to the point where they are like, he's he is calling his shot with with a 
Elijah Moore. So I'm excited because that whole Ole Miss crew over there, yes. how bad of a quarterback do you have to be to you know, not flourish with those three? But uh, insane, man. You, and you know, for those like, who don't know, it was it was DK Metcalf, AJ Brown, yeah. and Elijah Moore were the trio, and they just oh come yeah, on, melted. It's like faces. LSU. It's just like yeah. you know, it's like Jefferson. It's like it's it's like Chase, and and now Terrace Marshall looks phenomenal, freaky. He yes. looks freaky in photos. Um, I haven't seen him in camp yet per se, but I've seen him what he looks like and he can already tell he has put his NFL body on and he is trying to be a, a number one kind of style guy. He big. Well, the thing about Terrace Marshall, man, is that he, I, I think he just didn't get enough love throughout yeah. the rookie season. I mean, obviously he didn't have really a quarterback of note at LSU after Joe Burrow um, went into the NFL last year, but he still quietly had a very productive rookie se- or um, mm-hmm. uh I guess final season in college. I think it was a sophomore season. And uh it was somebody that we were pretty high on. I mean, the only problem is on that depth chart. Look, I mean, Sam Darnold is let's call it mm-hmm. suspect at best. And we're yeah. just praying that uh DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson are gonna be fantasy relevant. I think they will. Both those guys have oh, yeah. the talent. So, you know, this year I'm not super comfortable. I don't care how good Terrace Marshall looks in camp. I'm probably not yeah. gonna have much, very much of him in, in redraft at all. But certainly in Dynasty, man. And and here's the thing, right? Yes. Um, most rookie drafts have been complete. That's that's just, I mean, May, June, that's pretty much your dynasty season. But um, there's some degenerates out there like myself who I'm just currently in a uh, a dynasty startup with some buddies, and rookies are included in that draft. And I think, you know, um, I mean, shoot, like Jamar Chase, this is a super flex tight end premium, and Jamar Chase went at the I think 3.2 in this too league. High. So I, I agree it was too high. I had that pick. I traded it away and the guy I uh, got Jamar Chase. So yeah. I ended up with uh Travis Etienne and Brandon Ayuk with those oh. two the, the easy two picks. Yeah exactly. Easy yeah. So I gave him a seventh as well. So we're not quite there yet. But anyways I digress. I think that with all the campus Elijah Moore is probably gonna um I would say leapfrog the the other like Rashad Bateman Terrace Marshalls um, as probably the wide receiver three being drafted of these rookies, um, mm-hmm. particularly in Dynasty. But Terrace Marshall, man, like I think he's going to fall um, to the mm-hmm. to the end of that group. I think that's going to be a steal. Like we're not confident that Robbie Anderson is going to be there next year. I think this is his last year, and you know it's going to be perfect. Um, let him get his legs under him in the NFL, and then just to the moon with DJ Moore. Oh. I agree with you, Joe Judge, and he's back with his OC. I mean, that is so such a big deal, and uh, he needs to. I think he will take over Robbie's role next I year. So too. Yeah, um, I think it's going to be all Robbie this year, and I think it's going to be. I, I hope they can keep him around because he he's a, a, a Temple guy, you know. So the head coach, he loves that the Temple connections and. Yep. Robbie is uh, he proved last year he's so relevant. What a value in all redraft, every kind of format for this year. Like Robbie Anderson is gonna produce at a top wide receiver two level. And people gotta understand that. And it's gonna be that offense is gonna look a lot better when Christian McCaffrey is running that rock and Sam Darnold doesn't have to have everything on him. He has talent. I'm a USC guy, and I watched every snap of Sam Darnold's uh, college. I just think the Jets really foiled the whole situation and how they built around him, 
and they never really did. And th- th- it's the exact opposite with the Panthers. And I actually do, I actually do like Sam Darnold for Superflex and for uh, like a later. If you if you're going to totally punt quarterback and you know get yourself all the value you can in the early rounds and mid rounds, Sam Darnold could be a guy that you could kind of throw in a platoon of quarterbacks in redraft. Well, we are in a roster watch Superflex Dynasty league together. And one of our boys in that league, Scally, he was at the Carolina oh. Panthers um, training camp yesterday. And first and foremost, one of just my favorites, I, I mean, I think of a, a general favorite of the fantasy football community, DJ Moore, is apparently looking very sharp. He's looking right at the form. I mean, I think DJ Moore's undervalued this year. I really do. I mean, yeah. he, he's a he's a slam dunk in the fifth round where he's going in drafts, fourth, fifth round. Um, but Scally's saying that Sam's had some nice throws but he was looking a little bit inconsistent, which I mean, look, that's not really surprising as long as he's not seeing the ghosts again, you know, mm-hmm. just if you're seeing ghosts, just get it up quick to CMC, get it up quick to DJ Moore, make our fantasy players relevant. That's all we care about, Sam. Yep. Mm-hmm. Functional offense, baby. That's all we want. I mean, he, he's got more talent in his arm than Teddy Bridgewater. So, Oh yeah. Totally if, agree. if he can, ju- and that that's, what's really going to unlock Robbie is downfield. Um, but Robbie coming over the middle last year was great for Teddy. He, he, his slant game was ridiculous. And so I just think, I really do think Sam is going to add a little bit more of a explosive, you know, possible crazy arm. Brandon, I'm telling you, this kid has an arm and I'm, he's going to get it used. Dude, our boy, our boy, Alan Soslowski, um, He's he's a, a co-host of ours. He's been uh, doing some shows for Roster Watch on the radio on Sirius XM, oh. and he is very quickly becoming a trash man. And and Brandon mm. D. Adam, you are what? becoming a freaking trash man. What are we talking about? We're talking about Sam Darnold as a value at the we're, end of your draft. We're talking about Superflex leagues. This is a guy that you can pop in your QB two spot, and he and just stack him with one of the Panthers. And oh that is going to, I'm telling you, this is having CMC behind him is going to be a revelation. And Sam is going to be able to play some ball this year. I'm, I'm just saying it now. You guys doubted me before. You guys doubted me with Rondell. You guys doubted me years ago with DJ Moore. Listen to me. This is going to work. Okay, so I, I don't know if it's if it's my internet connection or your internet connection, but it totally just is it's starting to crap out a little bit. And I, I think it's just the internet god saying, look, we, we <laughs> got it, we got Oh no, you're gone. No. Well, Shane just dropped out. Oh. My Sam Donald take just took him to the moon. He is he is off the planet. He doesn't know what to do. I couldn't, I couldn't handle it anymore. My <laughs> internet started cropping out, and the internet got to listen. We, we got, we got to get to, this is what the like, hard, hard left. Let's get the hell away from the Sam Darnold talk. Look. Oh, okay. Brandon, I'm just, just telling you now, boys. You are officially a trash man. You can, you can go stand in the corner with Alan Soslowski. but yep. if look, if you're, if your take is half what, like what reality actually is. And it can make DJ more relevant and get him more than four freaking touchdowns in the friggin' season. Please. Is this the year for double digit touchdowns for DJ Moore? Is it ever going to happen? 
I think he mm. is going to be very close. I think it's going to be like eight and nine. Easy. That's all I double want. Double the production. That's all I think I he's going to get double the production. It's on him. Honestly, yeah. he was close to getting into the end zone several times last year. Didn't get there. But I'm just telling you, Teddy Bridgewater was the most conservative quarterback Ugh. in the league last year. And Sam Darnold can fit it in some spots where Teddy just wish he could. And he's going to do it. And I'm telling you, it's going to happen. Superflex League's people telling you, stash him QB3 and throw him in there. And you're going to – He's basically he's free. free. He's basically free. He is. He yeah. is. Okay, so speaking of Teddy Bridgewater, he is now, of course, fighting for the starting position against Drew Locke in Denver Broncos training camp right now. And all reports are it's pretty damn close. It's it's exactly as we would have expected. Drew Locke is doing a better job of pushing the ball down the field. However, Teddy Bridgewater has been more accurate. Now, yesterday, which would have been July 31st, he apparently didn't have the best camp. It's, it's, it's so far the, his weakest day, but there's still a lot of camp left. One, all we care about is fantasy here, Brandon. I know that it's your local hometown team. I don't care about that. I care about my fantasy team, all right? Sure. Can either one of these guys make our dear, sweet, beautiful Corlin Sutton and Jerry Judy fantasy viable? And assuming that Javante, I'm, I'm assuming, Javante is going to be the, the RB1 in that in that backfield. Can Are these skill players going to be viable regardless of if it's Teddy or Drew? I think it's going to be Judy. Um, from what I've been hearing, murmurs of Cortland doesn't look. He's not hundred percent. He's not. Yeah. And yeah. so I, 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 he's not as confident on that knee as I thought he would be by now. Cause it's been a while yeah. and he's still wearing a brace. I had Cortland as a must have wide receiver three. And I, that was pre camp. And right now I actually have Judy as the guy to own in wide receiver for that team. Uh, Judy is now my bumped ahead of Cortland for that, for that. But I think Teddy is totally going to win that job just because he's, he can manage games. And yeah. with those, with that run game with Gordon and Javante, that's going to be a potent run game for this year. And I, I just can see, and it's, there's, I'm telling you, there's already, the sports beats writers down here and radio guys are already catching on to Javante. They're seeing oh, it at camp. I'm telling you, he will own that job. The late last half of that of this year, he can win you leagues, people. I hope you guys stash him. I hope I hope what happens is Gordon comes out real hard in the first month. Everybody loses faith in Javante, and you go and scoop him up for nothing. And then he is going to be your guy finishing out the playoffs. And he is just going to run amok in the later half of the season. I don't think that uh, Melvin Gordon is quite at Frank Gore territory yet, but I, I get the feeling that he's going to be one of these guys that plays well into his thirties. I think that he looks yeah. pretty decent. I mean, shit, he got ten touchdowns last year, ten total touchdowns. Sure, that's pretty respectable, right? When you get in mm -hmm. double digit touchdowns, I think that uh, like early in camp, um, Melvin Gordon is playing with the ones. He's getting the first team reps. But uh, man, Javante, that's just that's mm -hmm. just respect for the veterans, right? Like Javante's gonna come in. They yep. knew that the Miami Dolphins wanted to take him at the start of the second round in the NFL draft. They traded up to get him. This is the guy of the future. He's still 21 years old, guys. He was the youngest oh. running back coming out this year. So, man, in your rookie drafts, if there, if there's any left, um mid to late first round in your super flex leagues, 
I just got him in the early fifth round of uh, that uh, startup I was just talking about, and yep. uh, he was he was my RB two. It was it was Travis Etienne. It was Javante Williams. I'm super happy with that. I, I'm jacked. And just to just to go back to Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy, this is uh, based off of underdog ADPs. Cortland Sutton sixty six, Jerry Judy sixty seven. They're going back to back. Yep. I think you're right with with the injury news. Jerry Judy's gonna go a little bit above Cortland Sutton. Yep. Um, I gotta say it kills me a little bit. So uh, I I did a um, I write up in a video on Cortland Sutton for the PlayerProfiler.com draft kit, and uh, I was like you, man. Cortland Sutton was kind of my my comeback player of the year. He was yep. somebody that if you're getting this guy in your sixth or seventh round of drafts, it was a slam dunk every single draft. Injuries hurt me, man. Devon or uh, Debo Samuel last year, same deal. He looked like he was doing okay, and then he just never got quite right throughout the mm-hmm. entire year. So Corlin Sutton, man, if he's going to fall to say maybe the eighth or ninth round, and he's going to be your wide receiver four, so he's going to be a flex position. That's probably where we're going to be comfortable taking him. But yeah, if if ugh, man, unless we get positive news in the coming weeks, and look, it's August, right? Most yep. of us for our season long leagues, and if you're not, you're not doing it right. End of August at the earliest, start of September, just right before those games start is when we're, when we're going to be really hammering those drafts. So we'll know we'll know better then. But it gives me a little bit of pause. It gives me a little bit of pause. But one hundred percent, Brandon, I want to talk to you about some underdog ADP values. Now you're you're just you, you're just getting wet, man. You you just finally jumped into the pool. I think you crushed out three drafts just yesterday. Yeah, and yeah. Um, I would say, look, your first one was okay. Your second one was better. Your third one was absolute fire. I love that third <laughs> draft years. It was sweet. So I sent you a list of some of the uh, players that I think are, are solid values where they're going. Yep. And I uh, just wanted to get your, your thoughts on a few of those positions. So let's start off. I'm going to talk about quarterbacks because where I've been drafting quarterbacks for the most part is like hi- historically I wait, I fade, I fade the fuck out of quarterback in, in these, Best ball drafts, typically 8, 9, 10 is where I'm starting to get them. But we've seen it. We've seen it. That teams that are winning these best balls, teams that are winning their season-long leagues, they have these different makers of quarterback. And right around that fifth round, that fifth, sixth round, that's where Josh Allen's going at ADP 50, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott. And then if you want to wait a little bit longer, Russell Wilson, Justin Mm -hmm. Herbert, Jalen Hurts. And then – well, I mean, so this is based off ADPs as of today. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to continue to to move up and probably go right around that Russell Wilson, Justin Herbert pocket. But yep, are you are you cool like to pull the trigger? Because because look, like we just talked about guys we really like. We like like Corlin Sutton, Jerry Judy. They're going right around this area. So if you're going to pull the trigger on quarterback, you're probably going to be out of the market on those on those wide receivers. One, are you cool with it? Two, who do you like the best out of that bunch? You know what. I don't call me Homer. Oh, you're a Homer. But I am really warming up to Russell Wilson this Ooh, year. Baby. Okay. I think that offense is set to explode with the new direction that they want to go in. And I really feel that they have listened to their quarterback, Green Bay Packers. They listen to their quarterback, and he is telling them. He wants to throw the ball more and be more creative in the offense. And the great thing about what's happening with the new offense being installed in Seattle right now is that it's a lot like the Rams offense in the fact that everything looks the same. 
The formations are the same. So you can't just tilt like they were doing last year where we would just run the ball, run the ball, deep shot, DK, deep shot, lock it. It was very, very blah offense. Mm -hmm. And it was working for the first eight weeks, but defenses got the cue what they were doing and DK suddenly faded off, right? DK hurt a lot of people in the playoffs. And I feel like this is the year DK year three, uh, Russell Wilson hungry for that next Super Bowl. I have a feeling. And then they added Gerald and then they added Gerald Everett, which we haven't had a good tight end in Seattle since Zach Miller that could block and run routes at the same time and doesn't have to. We've been running literally pass, you know, pass catching tight ends out there and they know what we're doing. They know the formation. They know the personnel. They know it's not going to trick anybody when Jacob Hollister comes out there in a run formation. You know they aren't running the ball. You know that's a boot of some kind. That is what they do. When you have Gerald Everett that can run block and that can catch and that is so athletic and that's been in the offense from the Rams beforehand, that is going to pull defenders away from DK deep in the middle of the field. And that is where... DK shines right down the field with that big length and speed. And that is why DK is set to explode. Ladies and gentlemen, he is such a value in every draft I've seen so far. People are, people are sleeping. This guy has wide receiver one upside. If they have a up more up tempo offense, which I think they will be. So you're not, you're not talking a top 12 wide receiver. You're talking about the number the- one wide receiver. One, the it's in the realm of possibilities with DK and with his with the amount of volume he gets, and the amount and not only the volume he gets, but also the looks he gets in the red zone. He gets the quality looks constantly in the red zone, and for the big play setup, that is what they do for him. And when you have that, you can score a lot of touchdowns. And I have a feeling that he's going to be. I would not be surprised if he was around 12, 12 touchdowns. 12, that, 13. Yeah, I would yeah, not. That'd be sick. If that happens, I'm telling you, that offense is going to just take another step. And I, I, I love stacking DK and Russ. But another, another quarterback in the NFC West I can't get away from is yes. one of the – my dark horse MVP for the season, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray, he he is set in year three to take a massive leap. You can just tell on every interview this kid has that he is so confident. He has, he has that, that silent arrogance to him and presence. And I just, I just have a feeling about this kid and what they did in the draft, Rondell Moore and what they added in AJ green. If he can stay a little bit healthy, if he can play 12 games of the year, you know, that would be a huge boost to that offense. And what what did what did they get rid of at, for they got rid of Dan Arnold in the middle of the in the middle of the, the of corpse. The, Tyler is not very good at throwing the slot. He likes to throw outside mm-hmm. because he is shorter. It's same thing with Russ. He likes shorting, he likes to throw outside the numbers deep. That's why they like DK. That's why they like Hopkins. That's why they like Green and Lockett. 
because they they can dominate on the outside. And that is where I think Kyler, it's going to be great for Kyler's offense because you can't double Hopkins if you got Rondell running a 4-2-8-40 down the field <laughs> next to A.J. Green breaking, it off, breaking the route off at the sticks. You're going to see some super explosive plays. Well, so in Kyler, he's not just a running quarterback, right? I mean, he's pretty accurate. His true completion percentage last year was 73.2% according to flareprofiler.com. This is a guy who's getting you close to 24 points a game. And look, he's only going to get better. He, I mean, shit, he would have been in the conversation for MVP last year. I think had the cards as a team done a little bit better. Um, And if Aaron Rodgers just didn't, absolutely light the world on fire but well, i mean like seahawks ruined it by hurting him at in seattle yeah so exactly, the, exactly my seahawks drove him into the ground in the pocket and landed on his uh shoulder and ever ever since that day he wasn't, wasn't throwing the, the ball correct and no. he was afraid to run he too. Tweaked, and then he tweaked his knee later on like three or three games later and but when he was health like full-blown healthy and in the beginning of the year Everybody was saying MVP for Kyler Murray and week eight, it stopped around week eight after Seattle. And that is when I think just Kyler, I think Kyler understands now how to get rid of the ball more and how to kind of preserve himself much like Russell Wilson. He needs to take a page out of Russell Wilson's uh, book with uh, trying to at least, you know, slide and get rid he act, Kyler has more wiggle than than Wilson by far yeah. so he takes he thinks he can get in areas where Wilson just wouldn't take the chance but I'm telling you they didn't even get a real running back that he's still gonna run Kyler's gonna run and Kyler's gonna be a red zone threat that he's it's easy money for him with it inside the tent it's it's easy money so, so so one thing last year um Kyler Murray Let's see here. I just had it. Um, Kyler Murray was he had five. Oh no, he had, excuse me. He had four point four deep ball attempts per game, and yep. in total he had seventy. And he but he was a he was had quite a few pass attempts. I mean we we like to see at least thirty um, pass attempts per game, like minimum for these passing quarterbacks. He was about thirty four point nine. So call mm-hmm. thirty five pass attempts a game. Uh, four of those were deep ball attempts. I'd like to see that go up a little bit. It will. I don't necessarily. Well, I don't know if it will necessarily because um, if you talk about a deep ball attempt is like a, a pass attempt over 20 yards, I think mm-hmm. that with Rondell Moore's skill set and, of course, DeAndre Hopkins, who can just suck in the ball anywhere, um, I, I don't see think we're necessarily going to see those long deep ball attempts because um, I think you're going to get it short to um, to Rondell in space and let him do his juice versus those, those deep targets. I don't know. What do you, so you, you don't agree with that? I think they're going to try and model Rondell like Tyreek. I really do. Yeah. I think that's their their pathway for him. And I think what was uh, what was Tyreek like in the rookie year? Can we remember, go back to there to yeah. think about what kind of routes he was running back then? He wasn't running super deep, but he, Rondell does have the ability to do that. But what Kyler was saying in interviews just, I think, yesterday, he was saying – Rondell in space is special. So he he is going to, I'm telling you, Rondell can take a five-yard route and make it 95. 
You know, like that's the type of guy he is. And he's a finisher. So he just needs to stay healthy and Mm -hmm. he needs to just earn the trust of the coaching staff, which is already happening. He dominated the first day of camp and he, they already bumped him up the first team reps already. And they are seeing, and what happened on the first rep with Kyler Murray? I I showed you this morning touchdown. Oh, touchdown. Yeah. Deep. Yeah. That's what they did. Yeah. And they couldn't, I'm telling you offenses can't, Single up this kid. It, they are going to be able to uh, – if Cliff has any creativity at all, he's going to be able to create offense with Rondale that was hidden yardage that he wouldn't be able to do with Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk just never has really became that guy. No, not really. And I, 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 I was a Christian Kirk kind of – I, I yeah. kind of had some faith in him a little bit last year, but, man, he had all the opportunity of the world, and he really didn't – didn't do much with it. And yeah. uh I, I always I, liked I just I always like Christian Kirk, but in most of my drafts, there's always somebody who liked him more than me. I just never really got a lot of exposure to him. But okay, I'm just gonna close the the, the loop here on Kyler. So sure. last year his deep ball completion percentage was 40%. Doesn't sound great, especially when mm-hmm. you talk about his completion, true completion of 73, but you compare that to Deshaun Watson, who was the best deep ball passer last year, and his was only 50%. Exactly. So I mean, look, like 40% and is Year number three, man. This is where he's going. And who like, was he? And who was Kyler throwing to deep besides DeAndre Hopkins? He didn't really. I mean, Andy Isabella, like, yeah, like, exactly. You know, exactly. If they have anybody with any kind of talent to get the ball yeah. deep, and I think with AJ Green and with, I'm telling you, AJ Green is going to help pull away some coverage for Rondell, and they're going to have they're going to man up Rondell on a lot of guys, man, and I think they're going to use him deep. So for those who are just tuning in, even though it's a podcast, Brandon Diaz 19, he kind of likes Rondell Moore as a wide yep. receiver this year. Um, yep. Okay, let's move on to running back. Um, <laughs> running back, people are going, people are going crazy for running backs as they do typically every year, um, and they're they're going early and often. But there are some value players that I like based on where they're going. So first of all, DeAndre Swift, he's going at 33, which is yeah. You know, edging on the, the end of the third round, I, I think John Deere Swift is an absolute steal there. Look, I'm not worried about the one-two punch they keep talking about with Jamal Adams. I just, I mean, excuse me, Jamal Williams. And um, I, I am slamming the draft button on DeAndre Swift pretty much honestly anywhere in the third. Like, if he falls yeah. to me in the third, I'm pretty much taking him. Um, what's the case against DeAndre Swift? Like, am I going crazy here? Um, Honestly, it, so... Jamal Williams actually is one of the most efficient running backs and best pass blocking back in the league. If you go to PFF, he, he is legit by the numbers and analytics. So that is what people are talking about. And the coach himself has said it's a one, two punch. And so I know I I understand a lot of things. He may be Swift, maybe the alpha in that one, two, you know, but it's, and that, I think it's the capped offense. People really yep. don't have faith in golf to be able to threaten deep with the weapons they have. I mean, they got Hawkinson, and then they got Quintez Cephas, Cephas which yep. Quintez is a freaky athlete. He's no joke. I mean, he, he has yeah. some really good traits. And uh, maybe he comes out of nowhere and does something, but in my, it, I, I don't think that's going to happen. So I think what – defenses will end up doing is just pinching down the middle and 
you really watching for Hawk and just watching for Swift and that can be troublesome, man. They that could cap your offense, and that that sounds like an offense that's going to be in the bottom third of the. League. Yeah, I mean, when you got Prashad Perriman, Tyrell Williams, yeah. Amon Ross St. Brown, who I like, but he's still just a rookie who's drafted yeah. in the fourth round. I mean, look, that's the NFL telling you that we don't have a lot of faith in this guy. I don't, I don't know. I mean, it, I, I, I just think that there's so much value and opportunity for DeAndre Swift. Oh, I mean, look, if 100%. people are out on Swift and Jamal Williams is going at pick 140, which is essentially the mid to late 12th round, that mm. might be a screaming value that I'll admit, I don't have a lot of shares of that guy, but something worth considering Travis Etienne, man, to me, like frig in the fifth round, this guy, Travis Etienne, uh, he was, he's in the conversation. I still think as the best straight up talent of the running backs this year, Um, I would put Travis Etienne from a talent perspective, right beside DeAndre Swift. And Mm -hmm. last I checked, catching the ball is a high value. This he's going at pick 59, which is essentially the five, six turn. I have almost 100% exposure to Travis Etienne if he's falling to me in the fifth or sixth round. Like this is a guy that I'm I'm, I'm locking on. I think Got that it's gonna people are. I mean, I like James Robinson. I'll admit I'm a bit of a James Robinson truther. Um, I thought that I I when when the reports were out there that the Jan- Jacksonville Jaguars were going to look at a running back in the first round. This was before the NFL draft. I thought these reports were crazy. I think it's just you know it's it's draft talk. They would me never too. do that. You hit gold. With yeah. with James Robinson, why the hell would you get away from that? Oh, and then of course the Travis Etienne goes at pick twenty five to the Jacksonville Jaguars. That aside, fifth sixth round as you're pretty much you're you're either uh, running back three or sometimes you're RB four. What what do you think of that with that? You're gonna hate me. I'm oh, not. No. Get out of here. <laughs> I am Lord. not a fan of what the Jags have done. So far. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, we can agree with that. I'm not a fan either. Yeah. And honestly, I I think there's wide receiver value in the fifth round that I would rather have than Travis. Because usually I'm smashing running back, running back, and then I go uh wide receiver, wide receiver. And if it's between and honestly, if it's between ETN and Kyler Murray, I'm yeah, taking I Kyler. In the I can fifth. see that. And I'm taking like that's what that's what I'm looking at it as because I can get an RB three a little bit later that has decent upside, but doesn't have the mystery of what the hell are the Jags gonna do? Like I don't know what that offense is gonna be. I really don't. And I'm I'm kind of fading all Jags in general. Um, so, but that's me, but I get you, you, you like the guy pre t- pre draft. A lot of people loved AJ Brown pre draft, right? And they went to yeah. the Titans and nobody wanted him. Nobody look what yeah. happened. So I could be, I could be so wrong here and I might be hurting myself by fading ETN and well, I really have no exposure. To ETN. So I was, I think I was picking at the, the nine spot in the draft. And so in the fifth round coming back. I was staring at it was Travis Etienne, and then there was Lamar Jackson, um, mm-hmm. Kyler Murray, and I know Dak was available, but I, I can't remember who the other guy was. Um, and I went with Travis Etienne because yeah. uh, in the early sixth round on the, on the comeback, I went with Dak Prescott, who fell to me. I would much mm-hmm. rather go with him like an Etienne, Dak Prescott, than a Kyler Murray, and then uh, I'm not sure who else would be around that area. But you know, it's like uh, 
there's a bit of a cliff after Travis Etienne, in my oh. opinion. And look, a guy that I like that I want to talk about next is, is Chase Edmonds, who's going to pick 78, which is mid seventh. That's I think what that's I was just about steal. to say. I would, I would yeah. have, I would stack Kyler and Chase Edmonds yeah. as my RB three. That yeah. is what I would do. That 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 would be a, a pivot I would make. I think that's fair. I mean, I think that's very reasonable. I just think yeah. Etienne, like. Man, but he does have that alpha in him. I mean, he's yeah. a, he was a star in Clemson. Star, oh, he was. So the, the one thing that does worry me, and I will and I will agree with you there, is that whenever Meyer was a coach in, in college, he had very specific roles for all of his players. It's one of the reasons yeah. Michael Thomas fell in the NFL draft. It's just yep, they he he knows what they do well, and he focuses that player on doing that one skill set very very well. So if that means yep. Travis Etienne is going to be catching the ball, eh. I think that's one of the reasons LaVisca Chanel is falling so far down draft boards yep. because people just worry like, look, they're kind of redundant assets, frankly. They it's, really it's are. It's disappointing. Yeah. So I, I like it. I still like, I still like it, but I, I get it. Look, there's a reason he's falling to the sixth. He's not in the third, right? That's the reason. Yep. Oh, 100%. If he was, if he would have made it to Miami or something, I'd be in, you know, like, oh yeah, I would oh, be in. Ooh, or if he went so to, sick. if he would have went to the jets, I would be in. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. just he went to the wrong team. And I just feel like James Robinson is going to be a problem all year long. He is. I mean, we just talked about James Robinson's good. He's good. Yeah, he's fantastic. Line. Yeah, I couldn't believe they <laughs> they got another running back when they had one. So does that mean that you're in a Michael Carter, by the way? I am. Or you're Michael Carter. I'm in. He's uh, going to mid mid eighth round. He's another guy. Trey, Trey Sermon mid early to mid seventh. Michael Carter early to mid eighth. So if mm-hmm. you're basically fading RB early, or you want to you say you don't want to get your Travis Etienne, you want to go with that Kyler Murray or Lamar Jackson route. Guys, mm-hmm. you can pivot back on is, is Trey Sermon and Michael Carter. Yep. I, I'd be okay with that as well. Um, yeah, Trey Sermon is a perfect fit for that offense, and Carter is already lighting up camp. From what I've been reading, he's been yeah. the guy. He's been running with the ones from day one. They already had him yep. from day one. But so, I mean, let's be honest. What was his competition? Exactly. That's why you know, I love him. Yeah. That, yeah. I mean, it, ha- half of you know half of fantasy football is opportunity, correct? Oh. You know, and for, and for half, the running back position, it's yes. like ninety five percent of it. Yeah. Yeah. Like if 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 the situation's bad, but this the path who he's got Tevin Coleman, Tevin Coleman, Ty Johnson, and Lamar yeah, Ryan. Yeah. Yeah, like Carter. Let's just say this: Carter was so talented, he held off Javante Williams. Yeah, he. I mean, look, with pure counting stats, he he outproduced Javante Williams last year. Yes, that's a fact. That's a fact, and yeah. he's just smaller. And I just have a feeling. I think these Jets are going to be better than people think. Man, a little bit. <sighs> Maybe reaching a little I think bit. I think it's, I think it's, it's so hard to say. Look, it's look, so hard thing, to say. It's so tough. <laughs> The thing about the Jets is like, yes, I think they're definitely doing a lot of the right things. Let's call it what it is. We got to give them yep. credit where credit's due. Yep. But in their division, they've got the Patriots, who last year they were they were down. Blech. They were not out. I think they're coming back this year. I, I'll admit I don't have a lot of faith in Cam, but the Patriots have a good team. And that's what Mac Belichick Jones, wins baby. with. It's a good team. I think it's Mac Jones' season. I agree. So they got the Patriots. They got the Miami Dolphins, who looks like they're doing a lot of things right. right? Yep. I mean, Jalen Waddle oh. at five. I don't think that Jaylen was right. Wa- I just I was just me. watching clips of Jalen yeah. Waddle at camp. Wow, he is moving around real nice. Yeah, but I, 
Man. He is Elijah he is Moore. Something like, else. Who would you rather have, Jalen Waddle, Waddle or Elijah Moore? Shit, I didn't even talk. Look, I didn't even bring up Jalen Waddle when I was talking about the rookie. No, you didn't before. That's that's a no. good point. But look, I like Jalen Waddle. I think he's good. I don't think he he was worth the draft spot that they took him in. There were so many better choices. But I get it. I get it. Um. So then there's that, and then of course there's the Buffalo Bills, who yes. all reports are Josh Allen is is his MVP form, just like last year. Stephon Diggs. He was somebody that we loved forever, but he just never mm-hmm. quite got it done in Minnesota. He had he had moments, he had games. He was somebody that had drafted a lot early on in his career, and then actually, um, you know, just the value fell last year. So I had a fair amount of digs last year, and it it paid off in spades for sure. Oh but baby, it's just it's going to be tough. Look, the Jets could legitimately probably finish maybe third in the division, depending. I'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs, or I'm just saying yeah. they're going to look a lot more talented than people think. Okay. I agree. I think that's a fair statement. I think that's yeah. a fair statement. I think okay. they're gonna look they're gonna have speed finally on that team. I, oh yeah, that that's true. They're they're just a different team. They're, they're a fast team, they're they're a fun team to root yep. for. It's not yep. the, the, the and they built jack. the line. They built the line out. Yes. They got a they got a crazy talented quarterback that's just super young. But I was a little bit hesitant on Wilson, but yep. what I've been seeing. The flashes, like everybody keeps saying, the flashes on him are just incredible. Like that deep ball that I saw him throw to Elijah Moore in camp was, yeah, that was phenomenal. Sick. I mean, Elijah yeah. Moore was by himself. Yeah, he was like, because there was nobody he around the him. heck out of the safety. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god, it's on. It's all over Twitter. Go, go look it up on Twitter. Just search Elijah Moore and. Oof. Man, he looks good out there. My he goodness. does. He's flying around. Yeah. I like him. Oh my gosh. Okay. We're going to move on to tight end, and then we'll talk quickly about wide receivers. There's a lot of wide receiver value, so I won't belabor that. But yep. tight end, man, end oh, of your yeah. draft. Well, you're either going early tight end or, or late tight end, as far as I'm yep. concerned. A couple guys you can get really late. Logan Thomas just got just got paid. Um, tenth round, uh, Robert Tunyon. People were fading the fuck out of Robert Tunyon because they, they weren't sure what was happening with Aaron Rodgers. I get that Tunyon is going to be touchdown dependent again, but he's going in the 11th round. And then a guy that's... Mr. Brandon Adam is quietly very confident in, and I'm starting mm-hmm. to agree. Irv Smith, who you can get in the 12th round, the tight end one of the Minnesota Vikings. Mm-hmm. Who, first of all, oh, and I guess there's Troutman as well, but he's kind of you know people are talking a lot about Troutman now. So he's that's I a roster watch baby. He's going to go up. That's a roster watch baby, absolutely, Captain America. But mm-hmm. who do you like out of those three? Thomas, Tunyon, Irv Smith. Pretty much Irv. rounds 10, 11, 12. I'm all in on Irv this year. Sweet. I think this is his, his year. We all know tight ends take years to develop. Yep. And this guy's been developing behind Kyle Rudolph for a couple of years. And when he was asked to do the job when they sat Kyler or Kyle Rudolph towards the end of the last year, Irv produced in a big way. Yes. And in early reports to camp, Kirk Cousins is finding Irv quite a bit already in camp. And I have a feeling that Thielen is going to be getting feeling, feeling. quite the TD regression coming his way. Oh, I, I have a feeling. Terrible. Yes, he's gonna. He's gonna. I think th- this is the time to sell Thielen, ladies and gentlemen. This is the time. If you want to sell him in Dynasty, this is the time. And I've been trying to shop him, but people are t- onto my he's game. Too old. They he's already know old. that's a problem, right? Uh, it's not. It's not that. Like it's the fact that. Irv is showing explosion in that offense and he is it's, it's showing and 
I'm excited because I have a few, I think he's going to be the red zone monster that people aren't going to be see, see coming. And I'm in on him. The thing about getting- Irv Smith that I love about Irv Smith is just the fact that like last year, one of the reasons Justin, uh, look, Justin Jefferson is a monster. I'm just, I'm not going to yes. take anything away from him to do what he did as a rookie. A hundred percent. He's just a beast, but he kind of fell into the perfect situation. He's got Kirk cousin who Kirk cousins, who is a very efficient quarterback. Um, but he was able to hone in on essentially him and Thielen. And that was it. It was him, Thielen, and they mm-hmm. ran the ball with Delvin Cook. Now, I think that Irv Smith taking a step forward is going to certainly be um, somebody that's – I don't know if he's necessarily going to cut into that, that that passing opportunity, but I think I agree with you. He's going to definitely cut into some of those touchdowns um, mm-hmm. away from Adam Thielen. And frankly, man, he look, he's basically free. It, it, especially in your in your uh, drafts where there's probably what 14 15 rounds in people most are sleeping drafts. if if you want to just fade and just get value at all these other positions irv smith man yep. pretty much one of the last picks of your draft seems like an absolute steal do Ir- irv smith adam troutman and anthony ferkser group for best ball is what i've been going for that's that's pretty trash, man. Especially I, I love, love it. That. I love it. Okay, we're gonna. T- we're, 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 I don't want to go too much longer here for the people, but let's get into wide receivers very very quickly. A guy that I love, who I am getting as much exposure of as I can, and who is getting a lot of positive training camp buzz as just a PPR monster. Brandon Ayuk going in the early fifth round. This is another guy. Who, what do you think? Fifty one overall ADP. Okay, that, that expression I, sounds like you're not, you're not in on Brandon Ayuk. No, no, I. I've been okay. I've been wrong on Brandon Ayuk okay. a little bit. Yes. So I was out. I was out on Ayuk last year because I had. I was. I was funny. You and I were texting a little bit, right? And yeah. I get this take lock in certain positions, and sometimes I get to the point where I almost don't think a guy's going to be good because I thought Debo Samuel was going to be fully recovered and he was going to come in and be the alpha in that offense. So I almost like willed away from Brandon Ayuk being what he is. But everybody said, man, Brandon Ayuk was the Arizona receiver that you wanted. The other one would have been uh, Nikhil Harry. Ladies and gentlemen, he was a bust of all busts. But yes, what is it that you don't like about Brandon Ayuk this year? I just have a feeling that, especially once Trey Lance gets him into the yes. offense, because I think that's, I think that's going to happen sooner than later. Um, I think oh, he, yeah. Jimmy one, Garoppolo, baby. all signs point to Jimmy Garoppolo. He's having an inconsistent camp already. Yes. Um, so I can see Trey being slid in there very soon. And I think once they do that, I think that kind of limits the offense for this year. Yeah. And in Dynasty, I absolutely love Ayuk. But for like redraft, I have a feeling once. Once Lance gets in there, that 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 offense is going to get dumbed down a little bit, and I think, I think that's, I think it's going to be both Debo and Ayuk. I think you can really take your pick, but for Dynasty, I would like Ayuk over everybody in that offense, even Kittle at ADP. Yeah, I mean, look, like Trey Lance, he is he's raw. He's a raw player, but yeah. I think already in camp we're starting to see just how good he is. Right? Oh, he's but it's, but it's but it's been with his legs. To your point, he's been da- he he is Dak Prescott, and he is another Dak looking quarterback that can run yes. better than Dak. Um, well. <laughs> and I, but I have a feeling like I think that is going to be, I I think we're going to see him sooner than later. 
and um, Kyle Shanahan is going to get impatient with Jimmy, and he's going to be like, why did I pay all this money to just sit my my guy over here? Yep. <laughs> and I think within the next first month, within the first month, I think Jimmy's going to get sat down, and Jimmy will be gone. You know, will fade into the sunset and be traded next year. But <laughs> Trey is once he gets in there, he he will if he's going to go deep, it will be to Ayuk over Debo. So that's what well, he even, has over Debo. Yeah, that, that's true. I mean, he look, is a so, deep so, ball guy, man. ASU when he was at ASU, that was his calling card: deep ball. Yes, and he, he he's got he can he's got so much speed, but his route running since he's been in the NFL has improved by a ton. And you could just he's see open. beginning of the year of the year last year to to later in the year when they were just peppering him with targets and he was cu- crushing it. Well, okay, so tr- the thing about Trey Lance is he is like I said, he's raw. But he's six foot four, two hundred twenty six pounds. So he's going to take the blunt. He's going to run a lot. But his yep. completion percentage last last year we're not going to count because he had one game. But in his twenty nineteen season, it was only sixty six point nine percent. That worries me a little bit, right? For these yep. for these quarterbacks, you want it closer to sixty eight to low seventies in terms of completion percentage that you're comfortable with. But there's a reason that the Niners went up to three to get this guy. And I think that they're going to unleash him sooner rather than later. I totally agree with you. Okay. Yep. So jury's still out on Brendan Ayuk. Guys, we talked about Jerry Judy going in the middle of the sixth round. I love that value. Value. An alpha who was going in the third or fourth round last year was Kenny Galladay. He's going in the mid-fifth round. What do you think about Kenny Galladay? This is the last guy we're going to talk about. Okay. I, I'm a Daniel Jones apologist. Okay, I was going to say truth or no, it's apologist. Yeah, apologist. Kind of the same way, yeah. I think he has the talent to be able to play at a QB1 in fantasy. He has the, the running floor. He's yep. one of the few quarterbacks that late in the draft that had been able to put up 30-point games. Um, that He showed the upside. He showed it, but he also showed the the terrible fumbling. Mm. My yes. God, man. If he could just fix that in itself, he will be fine. And the turnovers will cut down. I think that offense is set to explode with Barkley coming back. With the addition yes. of Galladay, having a real outside threat that can really just fix bad throws just because of his ability is exactly what Daniel needs. Somebody that can bail him out and not yes. have to be super accurate. Like, Compared to with like Slayton or uh, Golden Tate, you know their yeah. catch radiuses aren't even close to what Kenny Galladay can do, and that is what's going to help Daniel Jones. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping we get kind of a an, a real look at what Daniel can be. This is the, I mean, this is the year they've surrounded them yep. with talent, and yep. if he doesn't get it done this year, it's I over. think that the Giants are looking for another quarterback next year. How about Deshaun Watson? There's look, apparently he's not going to be deposed until next shout year. To, shout out to my my boy Mike D on Sleeper. Yeah. He's the one that's gotten me on the Watson to Giants next year is a possibility if Daniel does not do what he's what supposed kinda, to. What kind of what kind of I'd have to go look at what sort of draft capital the Giants have. I don't even know. I guess they've got the they've got two ones next year, I think. Mm-hmm. At least. Yep. Yeah. Because they gave, they, they traded out for the Chicago Bears. Yeah. 
And then they went and drafted Kadarius Tony, which ay ay what are you doing? Yeah, that was kind of a that was suspect. I don't know that I don't know why they made that pick. They could have went defense instead. Kadarius but, Tony's going to be a fine wide receiver, I think, but he's not a first round wide receiver. I mean, look, no, Kadarius Tony, I think, is probably a third round. Is is where I would yeah, have placed him I, I, I had him level. firmly in the second. Um, yeah, yeah, I figured he, he would probably go second, but yeah, I don't know. He had just, all the ability. He just he has all that natural talent. Just can he develop? That's the question. That's just it, man. Just like ugh, the, that Florida team with Kyle Trask. I mean, he basically had it was him, and it was of course. Pitts. Um, yeah, Kyle Pitts, who we haven't even talked about today. Maybe mm. that's just that's on a show on its own. Um, mm. Overdrafted. Spoiler, spoiler alert! Exactly, I'm out on Kyle Pitts this year. Me too. I'm out, 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 out. But all right, brother. That I think that's a good spot to end it there. We have so much to talk about. Look, so we've we've we have been not producing a lot of content. That's kind of on me because I've been out at my cabin. I've been reluctant to record with this spotty internet. But we are going to start producing content more regularly because man. The barnyard animals are hungry, man, and they are they are tweeting at us. We're getting texts yeah. saying, "When is the next Flex Network show?" So Brandon and I are going to do this more regularly. I can, can I say that you're going to officially be, you know, one of these co-hosts of the Flex Network? Oh, is it official? Absolute, absolutely, it's official. I'm a part of the I Flex Network. I think uh, I think I can bring some zest to your guys's takes, and I think I, uh, I think you can tell when I'm in on people, I'm in, and in. I'm and just know if I speak about it. If 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 I speak on somebody, I hold them too. So if they don't work out, I'm right there with you. So you that I, I I am the guy that stands behind his dudes, and Rondo Moore is one. Go get him. I love it. All right. So great follow on Twitter. Make sure you guys go Brandon D Adam nineteen on Twitter. Of course, we are the Flex Network at the Flex Network one. Um, I am going to say a special shout out to Alan Soslowski. He's doing yes. a podcast later this week for uh, it was Rotowire, and he has a very special guest, a very very special guest. That you're going to want to tune in. He's going to announce it tomorrow. So crossing my fingers that nothing has changed. But watch Alan Soslowski's Twitter at Alan Soslowski and um, be prepared. He's got a big fish, ladies and gentlemen. Here so, we go. I love it. Yes, he's crushing it, that guy. Okay, he so is, man. He's all over the place. He's everywhere. Allen's is like, we had never had any doubts. He's crushing it. Of course, Flex Matt, he hasn't really been doing a lot of football stuff, but he is. He's actually been um, hosting and uh, running um, local wrestling in his area of Everett, Washington, and around the Seattle area. So he's crushing it on that end. He's taken a bit of a, a pivot away from the football and he's focusing solely on wrestling, which. Man, he's when Matt puts his mind to something, he just absolutely goes ham on it. So he has a great personality for sure. He he's great for that. Most people would call it cockamamie. Yeah. I call it a, a wild personality, but we love him, man. He's he's the the father of the Flex Network. He created this this entity that we are, and hell, cool. it's the reason we're all here. So, with that in mind, for Brandon, for Al, for Matt, we are the Flex Network. This is the Flex Network. <laughs> this is the Flex Network. Flex on them. Flex on everybody. This right here is the Flex Network. <laughs>